Hello and welcome to Anam Radio. And this week we pose the question, how do you finish a dreadful year like 2020 with a bang and not a whimper? Well, apparently you do an online version of Benjamin Britten's Variations and Fugue on a Theme of Purcell, otherwise known as the Young Person's Guide to Orchestra. This was the brainchild of Anam's artistic director, Nick Deutsch, and it was brilliantly put together by technician, sound engineer and genius, Alastair McLean. Nick, I'm going to ask you first, what possessed you and what did you intend to achieve with this? Well, as you uh, said, this year turned out to be a little different to the way we planned, but originally I had planned to start and finish the year with the ANAM cohort and the faculty on stage together, which is very much a part of what we're about at ANAM. And I thought, um, yeah, no pandemic's going to get in our way. And so we really did want to have sort of a communal finale and we just had to find the right piece and the right brilliant people to help us put the puzzle together and um, proofs in the pudding. (laughs) I know there were a few candidates for the piece. What were the criteria? Well, first and foremost, I wanted it to be a challenge for the cohort, but I didn't want it to be tokenistic. And interestingly enough, it was one of the first pieces that came to mind, but I still probably spent the better part of a week going through as much repertoire as I could think of, trying to find a piece that, as I said, was challenging, but also that involved everyone in the cohort, you know, something that we could have every single musician, including the pianos and percussion, of course, as well as um, the faculty. That was a real challenge, but I think we found the idea piece actually. I'll fess up right now. I was one of the doubting Thomases who thought this can't possibly work, but I'm so glad I was proven wrong. Now, of course, other organisations, choirs, etc., have done this sort of thing, but they've chosen, as far as I can see, much simpler works. This is a piece where the tempo changes from minute to minute. So, Alistair, I'm going to ask you now, how did you go about putting this together? What were the first steps? So that's a really good point. Often when organisations do works like this, they'll pick something with a very constant, steady tempo. And if you've ever been involved in one, perhaps singing in a choir or something like that, you'll find that you usually get the dreaded click track that ticks along in the background and you have to try and make something musical to that. Nick very early on had the great idea of using some existent recordings as a template for this. So not borrowing from their performances, but just trying to use that architecture as a guide. So when we built the click tracks for this, rather than saying, well, okay, variation L will be at this tempo and it won't deviate for the whole thing, we suddenly had a framework that we could get all of those little micro tempi changes built around that and we could really work on having rowels that made musical sense and things like that. That was a really, really great shape because we started with something very musical rather than starting with something purely technical. And I think that meant as the musicians played with these play along tracks that we built, they had a really great foundation and something that made sense from the beginning. So you created a click track so that everyone would be on the same beat all the time. Now look, talk me through this. Imagine I'm a violinist. What was my task? How was I to contribute to this and what did I have to do? We divided the piece up into all of the variations separately and also all of the themes separately. And then for each of those, we made an individual little play along track. So some of them go for two minutes, maybe three minutes for a lot of the variations. Some of the themes are very short, under a minute. And the fugue at the end, I think, is about seven and a half, eight minutes long. And once faculty rostered all of those parts 
between the musicians, they could download those tracks, learn the music along with these guide tracks, which gave them not just a click track, but also some little exercises to synchronize the audio and the video later on. We provided some tuning notes, which is obviously a very important thing when you're trying to coordinate that many people and counted them into the start of that little excerpt or movement of the piece. And so a lot of musicians had to do 10, 12, 17 of these different little recordings, which we then assembled into the greater work. So I'm a player, I record my 10 to 17 individual files and then I send them into you. You send them into me and wipe your hands off it. It becomes my problem. <laughs> but the musicians did such a fantastic job. There was I mean, look, there was a lot of editing to be done, but we started with such a great outcome and just so much music being played that really we just had to line them all up. Nick, I'll go back to you now. Alistair's mentioned how the problem of pitch was partly solved. I have to say it, it's a performance to me of remarkable finesse. What else were you concerned about and how did you tackle it? Well, of course, there, is, there are certain things that the musicians can't do when they record in isolation. One of the main issues, of course, is the difference between melodic and harmonic intonation. So chords need to be tempered according to the nature of the chord. In a major chord, a third needs to be tempered lower. In a minor chord, the third needs to be tempered higher, etc., etc. So that, of course, required some intense examination um, with editing. But I mean, Al's a magician and um, he got it all done. <laughs> So Alistair, one of the other problems is everyone's at home in their own space, recording their files, everyone's playing in a different acoustic. That's another problem for you to try and solve. Definitely, definitely. So usually when we would work to record a piece like this, an orchestral piece, we're really trying to capture the sound of the ensemble in the room as much as we are the ensemble, that sort of beautiful interaction with the space and the players. And when you have so many different recordings, I think we got just shy of 500 in the end to put this together, you end up with a lot of different spaces and to make those sound cohesive can be really, really difficult. Rather than just let everyone record as they feel and then have to deal with it afterwards, we spoke to the, the musicians quite a bit in advance about how to record these. And what we did was perhaps something that's very counterintuitive to normal orchestral or acoustic music recording, where we actually asked them to play as close to the microphone as possible to get quite a dry sound, which at times can be a difficult thing to do because it tends to be perhaps a little bit harsh or really over articulated and not a sort of rich, warm, harmonious sound. But then because we had this very dry sound across the board, we could then apply an artificial acoustic uniformly to all of the instruments. So through that process, we managed to minimize all those little variables and then create something that at least hopefully tricks the listener into thinking there may have been an acoustic event happening with lots of people at once. Do you know, I was convinced there had to be someone conducting, but of course there isn't. You can't see anyone conducting. There's no one conducting. Nick, was there much sort of sectional rehearsal via Zoom to prepare for this? Not really. I mean, everyone was given instructions. And as Al mentioned, because we recorded it in segments, it was quite easy to treat each segment individually. And then, of course, the big challenge is the fugue, just getting the voicing right and the balance. But that required a couple of emails going backwards and forwards and... Um, yeah, Al sorted it all out. Well, do you know what? In a way, I hope this isn't the future of orchestral performance, but it's certainly <laughs> better than nothing. 
who knows? Who knows what will come of this? Do you think there is a future here? I hope not. <laughs> Under the circumstances, I think it's a fantastic challenge to sort of still try and get everyone together despite the isolation. It's it's actually it's a wonderful token for the cohort to actually it's a memory that they've got. Strangely enough, the last time we played together was our opening concert, sort of in March. So it's a bit of a rainbow over the year and a beautiful way of finishing in any case. Alistair, can you give us any estimate how many hours it took you to put all the jigsaw together? A few people have asked me this recently and I think I'd rather not know. <laughs> but it's, it's very, very much in the, the three digits. For sure. Well, gentlemen, all I can say is it's a triumph. Thank you for proving me wrong. And uh, I enjoyed it so much. I intend to listen to it again in the very near future. And it was such a thrill to, to see it unfold live on that night. Thank you. Hope everyone enjoys it as much as we did putting it all together. Music